Bigger Snakes in Ithaca. Danielle will be along shortly. Um, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How's it going? Uh, good, actually. Um, I always talked on Sunday. And for sure. Uh, I'm interested in – I'm ready for this weekend. Um, we got a lot to discuss and a lot to cover. Um, obviously, um, would you say this is probably – we haven't had a week – obviously, we had a shutdown. We haven't had a weekend like this in football since January, though two games that the scale we're going to get this weekend. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you know, you got the Milan Derby, and, of course, you got a uh, Arsenal team that surprised a few people against the Man City team that is, hasn't been looking that great, but you always know how City is. But, you, you know, Pep wants Arteta. I'm sure he wants to get revenge for last year's FA Cup semifinal. Um, yeah, absolutely. So you can't look past that. So I'm expecting City's best performance of the year. What about you? Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Um, I'm look obviously I'm looking for the Milan Derby as well. I think that's going to be an interesting match. Um, Inter haven't looked that good in my opinion, and Milan haven't played anybody, so it's going to be a really big test for the, both of them. Then obviously you're you guys going against Man City, it's going to be an exciting match. And then obviously uh, Napoli and Atlanta with another really big. Uh, match to, for the weekend. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really good. Yeah. Do you think? Um, we also got the Italy plays France tomorrow. By the way. Um, yep. Honestly, yep. do you expect anything out of this? Game? I mean, I know it's the Nations League. Do you, what should what should Italy fans be looking for to take away from this summer? Um, quarterfinals. I think quarterfinals is is a reasonable um expectation going into the summer. Um. This idea that they should be trying to win it or go to the semifinals, I don't agree with that. Um, there's a lot, lot of talented players in this team, but it, it's just to the point where they don't have a complete team to really challenge in, in, in the European Championships. And I think a lot of Italian fans actually think they have a chance to win this thing. I don't agree with that, but I think a quarterfinal would be a really good progress, especially after them not making the World Cup. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, do you think this team is the next dominant team? Yeah. Actually, you know what? Before Danielle gets on, I do want to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. Why have we not seen a South American team win the World Cup since? Thank you. I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, the uh, obviously Brazil won it in 2002. And then we've had Argentina make a World Cup final, but I didn't think that was a particularly strong team. I thought that was a team mainly being sort of pushed up by Messi. Um, and then we have we have Chile, who did well in some, and then we had Costa Rica make the quarterfinals. But I think collectively, it's it's just not been a good moment for South American nations. Um, and it's not like they're without the talent. Brazil has talent across the board. So does our Argentina has may not be as deep, but they have enough big time players in those, you know, situations to really come through and, and, and do something. And then, yeah. And then you have, you had uh, Uruguay who looked to make a deep run um, and probably their best chance was this last world cup with uh, um, Edison Cavani leading the way with Godin and others. But uh it's unclear. They should be doing much better than they are in these type of tournaments, though, in my opinion. I, th- I just think they, they they just seem to be lacking something, and I'm, I can't really put my finger on what that is. And I agree with that. And I have people are going to call – you know, like, you, 
the European teams should not be wiping the floor for the South American teams. I don't think the talent level is that big of a difference whatsoever. Between Especially, Europe and South America? I yeah, totally. That's I fair. Don't, I don't think I mean, obviously you have like the Netherlands and stuff, okay, but if you look at a country, for example, like Croatia, Croatia should not be making a World Cup final. You know what I mean? The fact Brazil yeah. made World Cup finals, and that's no disrespect because Croatia had a game of tournament, and that's nothing taken away from them. But honestly, in your opinion, you know what I mean? And this is this is the interesting part. How can a team – and I know people will say, well, they play better football, and I get it. How does a team like Croatia have a World Cup final in the past, in the 2010s, when a team like Brazil does not? I don't know, man. It, that Croatia team was up for anything. They early they had the momentum with beating beating like badly Argentina. They had Luka Modric, who at the time was one of the best midfielders in the world. Um, whether or not you thought he won the Ballon d'Or, or not, I mean that's that's no neither here nor there. Mario Mandzukic, who was playing for Juve, they had a lot of good pieces. Uh, Pirisic, who was with Inter. You have Rakitic, who was who was doing bits in that tournament. But you know, again, were they talent for talent? Were they better than Brazil? Um, you know, I don't know. And I think Brazil uh, probably should have gone further. Um, and but but you're right. I mean, it, it is kind of it, it's a bad look when it's out for the just South America in general that they don't have a team that have, has really pushed or been a favor for the World Cup, even with Brazil making the semifinals. That. Uh, this last time and or you know what I mean so it's just like it's a gradual thing but you know they should be doing a lot better and teams like Croatia you never thought would ever make a tournament nevertheless you know a world cup final of a a country of four million people when you have countries like Argentina and Brazil who are known for their football so it's it's a little strange at this moment yeah well at least we get to see a ball or get you know I mean that's like when the dream kits to make a World Cup final. I mean, outside of Nigeria, obviously, who have the best kits year in and year out. But, you know, I, I kid, of course. But, you know, I mean, there's – but Croatia, the nice thing about them, they're kind of like the cool thing to root for now. You know what I mean? Like, their kits are amazing. They have Luka Modric. Whether he should have won the ball or not is irrelevant. You know, I mean, it's it comes a point where it's probably good for football. You know what I mean? Would you agree with that? Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, because if you walk around, I don't know if you walk around, when you walk around up in Minnesota, at least St. Louis, I've seen a ton of Croatia kits recently. And, you know, I mean, they're the cool thing, though. I mean, their kits are awesome, you know. They're the end team right now. And, I mean, honestly, would it surprise you if they pulled it off and made another deep run in the Euros? Um, no, I think that team is is kind of on the older end of things. But I think, again, like you said, it, it is the cool thing to do. Um, because I see a lot of more Croatia kits than you would think. Yeah. Um, hi, Danielle. How are you doing? Okay. First of all, I'm okay. Second of all, why the hell did nobody tell me what time we were recording today, people? We did. We said 4.30 multiple times. Yeah, we did. What? We did. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here nonetheless. That being said, um, um, so I wanted to – I had a surprise for you. The reason you and Elliot did not have a script is, and Elliot doesn't even know this, I'm going to moderate tonight, and there's going to be a lot of tough questions about both your clubs. So, Danielle, I'm going to start out with you. Um, oh, this wonderful. Weekend, <laughs> this weekend, it's the big game. 
probably, and I'm not joking about this, finally we have a Milan Derby that's worthy of being the front and center of the footballing world for the weekend. Um, you going to win? What was the question? Said, are you guys, are you, you feel confident you're going to win the Milan Derby this weekend? I think it'll be close, but I mean, we're getting Zlatan back after, of course, we all know what he was out with. So I'm not going to sound like the broken record. Uh, we all know that story, so I'm not going to reiterate. Um, so we're seeing him like perform again. So it's kind of unsure where he's going to be at. But then you also have a couple inter-Milan players who tested for the, we all know what we, they tested positive for. We have Ashley Young, Bastoni, and Skriniar. Yeah, Skriniar isn't a starter, but or at least not one of the main ones right now. But there is just so many variables. I think in this case, yes, I think we might win, but in the but realistically, it's gonna be close. I think like at least it's gonna be a draw of some kind. Um, I think yesterday I said it was gonna be like a one-one draw, but and then Elliot had made the prediction of two-two. But we'll just see where how the where the chips fall. But I I just hope we win it. But just based on like everything right now, I would a, a draw is seems to be the more likely scenario. All right. Um, before I go to Elliot for this question, um, actually, Elliot, I'll let you go ahead, and then I'm going to ask my next question. Um, you still going to stick with two two? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I think I think it'll be a two-two draw. If there's a winner, it'll be AC Milan, though. But I, I just think it will. The problem I have is AC Milan haven't played anybody. They've played two teams without any attacking sense, and then they played a team with who has struggled. Um, AC Milan has the opportunity to win this game, and I think they have more momentum going into this. Um, and obviously, I think um, it will be a big game. Um, and Inter have won, not one. They've been unbeaten in the last last couple of them. So I think Milan will be motivated to do this. But I just, at this point, a team that hasn't played well against a team that hasn't played anybody, I just don't think there's anything to split between the two. And I think it's a two-two. Um, but it, I think there's obviously a chance for a, a late winner from uh, Zlatan. All right, um, Danielle. Serious question, Antonio Conte. Do you think he's worth 4 million euros? Hell no. <laughs> um, he is, and I'm not joking about this. Whoever his agent is, is the greatest agent to ever live. I know. It's like he is not worth that 12 million price tag. I mean, this guy is only built for domestic competitions. He's not built for both European and domestic. So it's like, you're paying for only half of the job, and it's like, at least pay him six million. At least, at least you're getting the domestic side. I mean, holy hell! Um, even if even if he wins the league title, which I agree with you, I don't think that's worth it. If I'm looking at a twelve million dollar, twelve million euro down manager, I'm expecting a double every single year. Exactly. Um, do you think with that price tag, that should be his expectation now? You there?
So, Danielle. Yes. You think, should that be his expectation now? A double? I would definitely say that that should be his goal because if we're paying a good amount of money, we should at least be getting some sort of, like, push in European competitions along with the domestic league. Because, I mean, there's managers out there who are worth way more than that. Like, you have... um, Oh, who who am I thinking? Allegri has done well in European competitions, despite like falling short with Juventus. But overall, he shows that he can do what it takes in that league. And then he also did a great job with them on the domestic side, getting them multiple scudettos. So it's like you, it's like apples and oranges. Like, yeah, you are paying a good amount of money for this manager but they're not delivering where you need them to deliver. All right. Um, Elliot, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Would you like to respond? Yeah. um, Daniel's not wrong, but the the thing is, it's just, it's just directed in the wrong way because where you're talking about Allegri has won multiple Serie A titles. You know, Conte has done exactly the same thing. So I, I think it's even it's it's beyond a double. They need to be they need to be challenging the Champions League every season, and they need to be in the title race every season, and, and probably winning it most years. Um, I I don't think he's he's worth this much. In fact, when I saw this, I I thought more about the other manager. I, my issue isn't with the amount he's being paid. It's the gap between him and the the next, you know, the next highest paid coach. When the 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 numbers are whatever, eleven million to two and a half million, being the second, you know, highest paid coach, that is a serious problem because it's just like Conte is being paid not for what he has done, not for what he's going to do, but what he's previously done. And my thing is with a job like this, you cannot, you shouldn't be paid for your previous success. You should be paid for, you know, whether or not you're going to be able to deliver. And frankly, I don't think he'll be able to deliver with this inter team, regardless of how you want to slice it. Yes. Into our strong team, but there's always something with this team that, it collapses and I'm intending for that to happen again, because this is just what they have always done. Um, but again, it's egregious for him to be making this much and Gasparini <laughs> to be making, you know, an eighth of what he's making. So I think it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. All right. Um, Elliot, you made a new pick for Serie A. Are you going to stand by that? Yeah. Alonso's going to win it. Um, look, I get the argument for Inter, and it is a good argument. And what we always seem to talk about with Alonso is the reason they can't win it is because their defense isn't strong enough. But through so far this season, Alonso is better in every aspect of the game. They've been better defensively. They've been better with a goalkeeper who's a backup, to be uh, to, to be frank right now. Their, their starting goalkeeper hasn't played yet. And then on top of that, they're outscoring them, and they've conceded less. Inter has conceded more goals than Alonso. And Alonso is supposed to be – that's supposed to be their biggest weakness. And if, if this is – and obviously I know it's three games, but their team is so much deeper, and they're loaded everywhere, and they have certain players that haven't even played yet. It just it – is, it just points to an Alonso title. And I know we're all – 
I mean, most of us are cheering for this because it'll be an incredible story, potentially being the, the biggest, you know, not the biggest shocker, but one of the biggest underdog stories in football history. Um, but they have the best player in the league, Papu Gomez. They have a top three striker in Duvon Zabata. They have a midfield loaded with talent. With uh, Pascal S.D. Rune, they have a good back line. They push a lot. Um, they, 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 they need a center back, but top to bottom, they're just – I think they're just a little bit better than everybody else, and they're having on this momentum. And if they can play at this level throughout the rest of the season, it's going to be hard to stop them, even if they're playing in Europe. And I think this Liverpool group, they'll be able to manage themselves in that. So I don't think that will be a big distraction. I feel like they're at, at the very minimum, they'll get – they will win, I think, two trophies this season, whether that's the Champions League, the Copa Italia, or the league in the Copa Italia. They will win the Copa Italia for sure. I'm certain about that. But based on the way they played and based on the team and based on the summers that they both had, and I know Atlanta didn't add a lot, but they kept all the important pieces, which points towards them winning the title. All right. Uh, Danielle, do you have a response? Um, I still am – like I still think Inter may have the chance to win it, but right now, the where I had I switched. I think it was Atalanta and Napoli. Uh, Napoli is now dropped down to fourth, where Atalanta is now in second. Um, of course, me and Elliot will do an updated uh, standing per table, whatever. Half at the halfway mark, where things are more like concrete, and we're getting a real chance to see these teams play. But for now, we're just leaving them where we have them as it stands until then. But I still – my prediction may change as the season progresses. All right. Very good. Um, Elliot, um, if if AC Milan does win this weekend, though, would you put them in your title race? Yeah, I would. I would (laughs) – This just on based on this game alone, no, but if they keep it up, then potentially. The problem is, I don't know who you drop out of the title race. <clears throat> I don't think you can take Napoli out of it because they've they've played as good as Atlanta this so far this season. And even though I, I think that Atlanta has a better chance to win the league title, I, I don't think Napoli falls out of it. Um, as crazy as it might sound, if they really prove that they're that good. I think the one, the team that will fall out of it might be Juventus. And I don't think um, it's hard because all these teams are really good. And if they're all performing at a hop, top level, that it's possible. There's a real possibility of that happening. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I think Juventus would be the one to drop out, but I wouldn't. Let me put it this way. I think it's possible that Inter could miss it too. Just if they, if they're unable to perform at that level, and they they hit they hit, and they can't basically if they can't beat the big teams, and they can't and they hit like an unfortunate stretch um, in an important spot, I think it's possible they could even fall out of the top four. But um, I think AC Milan has a pretty good chance to get into it if they they you know get on a little bit of a run here and start picking up uh, big points against some of these more stronger teams all due respect to uh, Cortona and Spezia and Bologna I mean neither one of those teams is really this season all that strong and I know they haven't conceded a goal but I need to see them play someone a little bit more stronger to really justify themselves being in the title race 
right. Danielle, thoughts on AC Milan joining the title race? Uh, I think it's highly possible. And I'm going to break my own heart right now. Uh, I think the team that will fall out of it is definitely Inter because let's look at recent history, people. During usually the has, has, uh, what was his name? Sasha? Yep, Sasha on Marcus's podcast. Let me. You tell I'll, I'll him. just tell him the quote. So, Sasha on Marcus's podcast said that um, that Inter it's 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 in Inter's DNA to choke at Christmas. And if again, if they do that, they will slide out, and someone will potentially take their spot. I don't think they fall out of it, but I think it's possible. Anyway, uh, you yeah, continue. Yeah, that it, that's like the one time of year where I really like critique Inter and look at him closely because as long as I've been a fan, that's always been the case. Christmas comes around and it's like, oh, it's Christmas. We're going to get lazy. And then meanwhile, it's like, oh, come on. You could have had a title. But no, you choked during Christmas. And then it's hard for you to get right back on track. So... I think, I mean, as much as I love my club, but I'm just calling spade a spades. I think they're the team that may drop out just based on recent history. All right. Very good. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to this Saturday. Elliot. Uh, yeah, me too. I know we've wanted to discuss this for a long time. Is um, Erling Howland? are you ready to call him a, uh, a goat in the making? Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, he's the he's better than Mbappe, and I know Daniel doesn't think that. Don't but tell, I'm tell me you what why, I think, right? <laughs> you you think Mbappe is better? We've we've had many conversations. I'm not letting you back out of this. <laughs> um. Anyway, so and we can't always agree on everything. Uh, we, I've had enough conversation with the three of us, knowing that you think Mbappe is the best youngster in the world. Uh, so this is what this is why. I think that um, Holland is better. Mbappe is maybe from a potential standpoint, a higher prospect in terms of how he's, how he's looked at in European football. He's, and don't get me wrong. He's incredible. He's fast. He's quick. He he's exceptional in front of goal. Um, he, he is just a delight to watch. Um, but, but I feel like Mbappe is, this is, he's, he's a top 10 player in the world, but this is the best he's going to be. I think he's reached his highest potential. And a player, if he maintains the level he's at, he's going to be a world-class player for, you know, just continuously for the next 10 years, all right? So that's, I think Mbappe is excellent. He's reached the highest point of his potential, in my opinion. Um, Holland hasn't even touched how good he can be. He can, he's a guy who can, when Messi and Ronaldo sort of, fold he's a guy who can who, who can hold up football from that standpoint because he does everything he's not just a goal scorer he's not just a guy who goes in front of goals and, and converts he's a guy who does everything he facilitates he he does the link up play he can strike it from anywhere he's got good co communication and good sort of um team chemistry with the people around him this dormant team is loaded and he has proven to be able to deliver on the highest stage in the biggest moments in the Champions League, in big finals, in, in, in the Bundesliga against some of their strongest teams. He really is uh, a generational talent. And I, I didn't want to hop on the hype train as of, the, as of yet just because I wanted to do it for another season. 
I mean, if Jordan win the league and they win the cup and he goes for 45 goals, he, he probably will win the Ballon d'Or. So this, his potential is at a, an extremely high level. And as, as good as Mbappe is, and Mbappe is absolutely sensational, I think Holland just is slightly – maybe he's, he's not as good as him right now, but I think as, as, as just in a general sense, he's going to end up being a better player. He's going to be the guy to take football forward, you know, when uh, the, the GOATs sort of um, are no longer playing just because of everything he does. And he's in a great situation. And uh, I think the stability of him staying at Dortmund potentially will help him reach and hold just a ridiculous level of world-class ability. And I, I just think he's the real deal. Um, do you think with Holland now, Ben, um, do you think Dortmund's kind of contenders? Sure. Yeah, I mean, not only from Holland, not only from Brand, not only from Brayna, their, their team is loaded in Sancho and all those boys, but – also because Bayern Munich are giving are spotted they're, they're conceding way too many goals for a team that wants to repeat as champions. So it, it comes down to whether or not that, that can, they can improve an aspect. But you know what? I think Dortmund is as Bayern are still the favorites and they should be, but Dortmund is not going to make it easy on them. If they have performed really well this season and Bayern has got the results but not not had the performances and i know they lost to Bayern in the super cup but that wasn't an easy game so they're certainly going to be in the title race for sure all right very good um danielle um will you argue for mbappe i mean first of all the worst thing you could tell me is what i think that was in the past few like episodes like a long time ago so of course has things progressed? I changed. Yes, but hold on, hold on. But sometimes you get in, you get influenced by some of the stuff I say. That's all yes, I'm saying. but in this case, you're actually right. So it's like, all right. Well, well, to, all right. To play devil's advocate, argue. Mbappe okay, I'll then. argue Mbappe then. Um, I mean, he's performing at a level that not hasn't been seen since like young Ronaldo and young Messi. I mean, he's competing at a level that is just astonishing for that age. So it's, and he's continuing to like perform at a high level, which wasn't, which was to be expected early on in his career. Um, Let's see how am I going to word this here? I mean, he's one of those players that will um, has great vision of the game, able to like capitalize. Except there was that um, unfortunate event during the Champions League final where he had many goal opportunities and just couldn't like follow through. And it kind of like showed that he, there he's like every other, certain players out there. They do have weaknesses. Um, and just probably it was either the pressure that got to him, but normally when the the pressure is on him, he performs phenomenally. All right. Um, Elliot, do you have a response? Yeah. I'll let you both have a response against each other. To yes. that? Um, no, she's right. I mean, Mbappe is, is up there with, with everybody else, and he's, he's probably at this point. From just a talent standpoint, and that in sort of a, a better space than Holland is, because he's done it for a couple of seasons and he's come up in these big games. 
but I just look at the game in a different way. It's not just about the fact that Holland scores. It's about all the other things he does. He, he, his hold up link up play and hold up plays is, is uh, kind of like Jekka with, with, you know, the finishing of, you know, but, but with clinical finishing on the end of it and, and with speed and pace. And I know he's a tall guy with, with athleticism and all that stuff, but like he's, he's so quick for his size and, Mbappe is is a faster player and has more of the elusiveness, but I mean Holland has the size and 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 posing power as well as all of that. And I think I think at just this point, you know, he's just at a little bit of a higher rate at this point because I think Mbappe will be at at this level for a long time, but I think he's reached his highest point, and that's that's the main takeaway I have from this. All right, very good. Um, now before we get into, uh, we're at the halfway point in the show. So Danielle, I've introduced a new segment called take it or leave it. Um, it's about 10 questions. So this segment takes about 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, geez. Elliot, something. And if you agree, you could take it. If you think it's rubbish or egregious, you could leave it. So let's get started. All right. Take it or leave it guys. First one, Arsenal beats Man City on Saturday. That's a good question. Whoever wants to go first. Oh, I'll go. Um, I'm going to take it. And the, the, the reason is Man City, um, I don't think they can defend as well. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying Arsenal is the greatest defense in the world or anything like that. But um, when you're conceding five goals to Leicester City, you have a problem defensively. They had a problem defensively last year with a better defensive setup. Um, last year, they might have been, been in the title race a little longer. Um, I don't think it will be a blowout. I think it will be really yeah. close and probably one goal in it. But I, I just have more faith in Arsenal at this current time. Can you give us a reason why? Oh, as far as why I think Arsenal going to yeah, win? Yeah, like why you have more faith this same. Uh, that, to be honest, they, they've, I mean, I'm, I'm not the greatest judge of this, but I think they've just looked better than this Premier League season. And I know player for player, Man City have the better, they, they just got a better team. And, and if, if we're being honest here, but on top of all that, I, I just want to say, say this, you have, you have multiple players who can score goals with Obama Yang and Lacazette, and you, you have a good midfield. Your defense has done well enough, at least so far this season. And as long as they don't make mistakes. So I feel like if they shoot themselves, if they make, if they put themselves in harm's way, then Man City will probably win this. But if they play a clean game without mistakes and they're able to sort of attack them in a, in a certain way, then they'll be able to, to get the job done. It's a hard game to pick because both teams have certain qualities. Um, but again, I think Arteta has Pep's number a little bit, and I'm, I'm, I know it's, it's only been the FA Cup, um, but at the same time, I feel like he'll he'll have something special planned for Man City, and I, I feel like that Arsenal have what it takes to win this game. Okay. Can I ask you a question though? Um, before yeah. before you, Danielle, for Arsenal, you said that you've come out and said they're your darker for a title. You would have to say though, for Arsenal to even be a contest for a title, they have to play. Perfect mistake-free football, probably thirty of the thirty-eight games to be in the title race because they just. Would you agree that they just don't have the talent that other teams do? 
Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, I think that they have to play pretty um, good football and just be play at a high level. They're going to drop points here and there, but I think that's that's. I mean, you can make the argument that they need to play at for at least thirty-four of thirty-eight games. They have to play at a and you know they can't slip up. They have to play clean football. But then again, um, I just don't have that much faith in the rest of the league either. So we saw what happened to Man City. We saw what happened to, to Liverpool. We saw what happened to, you know, some of these other teams. And I feel like there'll be more slip-ups this season by the rest of the teams. So eliminating slip-ups will be will drive Arsenal into a much more um, desirable position. But again, they just have to play mistake-free football. If they play mistake-free football and they go down swinging, then I think they have a much better chance. So even if they lose this game, but they – Again, they go down swinging, then that's a more that's a positive performance, even even if they don't get the result. But this is a big game to sort of determine what they really yeah. are. This if season. they go down four to three and it's just an absolute shootout, and we and Man City just beats us because they're better offensively, I will take that. You know, obviously you want to win. Yeah, but for sure. We have to put up a fight. I and you know, since our tennis came in after Emory and even Vegas last year, we just don't lay over and die. You know what I mean? They play till the nine. Yeah, 100%. All right, Danielle, take it or leave it. Arsenal will win on Saturday. I think I'm going to take it, too, because, I mean, Arsenal has, like, really improved leaps and bounds over the past over the past few seasons where we've seen them struggle. Like, see, Man City just concede that many goals to Leicester City is, like, one of those things that makes you think, like, finally there's kinks in the armor that, these teams should exploit, and I know all teams before the match will look at the their opposition's like previous matches just to see what's going on with them. And Arsenal, I know, is one of those teams that will study teams' weaknesses um, like a hawk. And you guys, I think, will be able to exploit them fairly easily, as um, long as you guys make limited mistakes and you just keep your head like composed, I think you guys should win this no problem. And I actually get right. and I get to watch it this weekend. So nice. All right. Elliot. And Danielle. Yeah. Elliot, this one's gonna kill you. Take it or leave it. Let's go. You take Aguero over Alan Shearer. Oh, okay, I don't know who Alan Shearer is. All right, so I know you're more of Italian football, so we'll explain. Alan Shearer, um, you know how Newcastle United's always mediocre? Yeah. He took them to the champions, I believe, like five straight years on, on literally carrying them on his back to the top four. Okay. <laughs> I I don't think I'll be able to answer um, this question really well, so I'll pass on this one. <laughs> throw. All right. Ryan, when she when when you when you ask it to her, put an Italian name in there, just so we can still have a a, a conversation. All right, would you rather have a Guerrero, um, Danielle, or all right, you put it put an Italian name? I, I'm lost. I don't know Italian strike. All right, all right, I'll answer it first, and then I'll give her her. That works. Does that sound good? <laughs> yeah, I just I just you know, I just want us to be you know be both be able to answer. Uh, I love Aguero, but um, 
I'll take Shearer. He got he got you know Newcastle United to the Champions League a whole bunch of times, and um, on top of that, he won the title with with Blackburn Rovers. Um, and I, I just think he, he was never on a great team, and he elevated his team to a, a certain. Uh, level of of class, um, and I think as much as Aguero is fantastic and scored one of the greatest goals I've ever seen in my life, at least that moment um, that he sort of figured all that out. Um, I think that just based on all of all of those things that he he just um, I think Alan Shearer just just is a little bit more of value in my opinion just because. Um, he didn't have a lot of great teams, and it was it was uh, honestly a lot of the time it was him performing um, at a, a, a high level. Um, all right, uh, hold on, let me think of Italian. Um, so, Brian, what level of player are we are we talking about here for this? Uh, you're like talking like just give her like the two greatest strikers in Italian football history. All right. Um, all right, is Latin Ibrahimovic or um, I just don't want to throw a name that All she right, doesn't how about know. This one then, Danielle, um, change it up. Would you rather have Zlatan or um, take it or leave it? You'd have Aguero over Zlatan. Yeah, that's a fair one. So it, the question is, would I take Aguero over Zlatan? Yeah, I'm leaving it. Just because Latan, he performs at that level, like when he his head is like in that place, there's no stopping him. And not only good is he good with scoring goals, he's good at getting the ball to his teammates for assists. So overall, he's just like one of those players that just like is really good all around. And so yeah, I'm gonna have to leave it at that. <laughs> um. Elliot, you're going to get a kick out of this one. Wasn't it Brescia that was awful last year? All right, yeah. so I'm going to give it – this is what I thought. I looked at so, oh, anyway, I know I'm going to believe that this Brescia team would be able to put up five against Schalke. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Take it or leave it. That's a serious yeah, question. They'd be able to put up five against the Schalke team. No, they, they would. <laughs> They at least scored some goals. They had Mario Balotelli for part of the season. That team still, if, if we're talking about last year's Brescia team, then Sandro Tonali is still involved yeah. in that. They can't defend, but they could win. They could win that game like seven to five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm definitely taking it because, like, I mean, come on, Schalke has been like terrible, and Brescia at least they like, knew how to score at least. Some, t- some of the time. So, yeah, I think they could do it. <laughs> Not that often. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, take it or leave it. Uh, Man United fans would rather have Sam Allardyce and only Gunnar Solskjaer right now. <laughs> um, I, no. Uh, leave it. I think – I think Man United fans would still rather have uh, Solskjaer. I've actually heard a lot of people in the Man United fan base defending Solskjaer and thinking, saying that he deserves a chance and that he's actually a pretty good manager. Um, I don't know what Man United they're watching, 
but you know that I don't agree with that. But um, that, I think that's what they believe. So I think based on that, I think they would rather have social. Listen, than I'll tell you exactly what they're watching. They're watching that uh, 1999 Champions League final on DVD where he scores the winning goal in like the 92nd minute. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine. I'm not going to give him. A, I'm not going to call him out. But a friend of mine was, was telling me that they um they need to give him a chance because he scored that goal. So yeah, <laughs> I hear that. All right, Danielle. I really can't answer that one either, but I will try. So, are they talk? So, who are the names again? The current, the current Man United manager in Allardyce, and Allardyce is a manager who mostly managed teams like Newcastle and Sunderland, and um, Southampton and West Ham. That so lower league, lower. Um, Table type All right, teams. so I think they would rather have the other guy. All right, fair enough. Um, take it or leave it, okay? Um, Gasparini is um, – yeah, at some point, Gasparini will have will have a term, Gasparini ball, just like we had Vangable. Wait, like what do you mean by that? At some point in the near future – We'll be saying Gasparini ball because of the way he organizes the teams and how they play. Oh What's yeah, that I'll take that. Team? I mean Gasparini. Yeah, Gasparini is one of the best managers in the world, and um, he's sort of one of these things, one of these people who haven't been given the credit he deserves because of whether it's the league he plays in or, or he's not, you know, a manager that you know, says a lot and things like that. But uh, Gasparini's football is excellent. I mean, he Conte plays the same formation and they're not, they're not even on the same level in terms of attacking football. So he, he has a, he has a specific quality, actually several specific qualities that makes him fantastic. So I think if, if people start watching Syria more often then they would, they could make that same sort of um, distinction. Danielle. Yeah. I mean, Elliot, we've had this discussion on, like, even just when it's you and me, we discuss, like, Gasparina is one of, like, the most underrated or underappreciated managers. I mean, he the way he puts together a team is top-notch. Um, overall, he, I mean, the way you see, and they both played, Antonio Conte and him played the same formation, but by far, the way Gasparini is able to lead them in that formation and actually know where to where to play certain players to their strengths just shows like he is like by far the better manager. Um, so yeah, I'll take it. Um, take it or leave it. Um, the Seattle Sounders would win every league they played. It would li- would win every league they played in across North and South America. <laughs> leave it. <laughs> No, leave it. I mean, come oh, on. Danny, you go first. <laughs> it's obvious. I mean, they're not – I mean, they're, yeah, they're a, a decent team, but they're just not that strong of a team to go compete against, like, in against all the teams in North and South America. They're just not that strong. All right. Yeah, leave it. Um, River yep. Plate, Boca Juniors, and the field. So no. Where would you have them? Would they finish top five in North American teams? 
Top I, ten. I, I'm gonna because you have you have you have River Plate, you have Boca Juniors, you have like Club America, you have some of these other Mexican teams, you have some teams in um in Brazil, Santos and um and others. And yeah, so I top ten probably. All right. Um I have two more left. Um take it um take it or leave it. Um Maldini is probably the most underappreciated legend in world football history. And I'm talking um, about gold status. Leave legends. it. Yeah, he's he's second. Um, Toti is more under underappreciated, but he's actually Toti and Puskas are more underappreciated than than Maldini. But Maldini Maldini is is just the best defender we've ever seen. Um, he deserves so much more respect for what he did with that AC Milan team, playing for them for so many years, five Champions League finals um in trophies and uh probably should have won the Ballon d'Or at least one of these times uh he shot off the side of the field and very few players are able to do that and uh Maldini is just one of the greatest players we've ever seen I'm gonna take it just because I want to be different um he he's gonna be one I mean yeah he's well known but he's just not as known as some of the other players out there or more former players. All right. Uh, one more. Take it or leave it. Um, if Netherlands win the tournament this year, it is on the back of Virgil van Dyke. Hold on. I got I to think That's about that. That's a good one. one, ain't it? Yeah. It's a really good one. Virgil Van Dyke alone. Virgil Van Dyke literally, Virgil Van Dyke literally carries that team because you've seen defenders do it when they play that shutdown. Jeez, I mean it's possible. Like my distinction isn't whether or not a defender can win it for them. My my, what I'm trying to figure. Well, well, the thing that the thing I'm considering is that there's another defender on the Netherlands who can do this, do that as well. So, will Van Dyke be the best defender on the Netherlands in this summer's tournament? Very possible, but equally could be Delit because he's also arch, ultraly defensive, and you can't. It's really difficult to score on him when you're inside the box. He makes it so uncomfortable for you. But you know what? I'll take that. Just because Van Dyke is a little bit older and more experienced and has won more trophies, I'm going to say he, 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 he can do that, and, and I think he will. But equally, DeLitt is a, a, capable of doing sim, a similar such thing. All right. Danielle? I really am not as familiar with international football yet, but I was, I'm trying to slowly get into it. And there will be an announcement finally explaining my decision on why I picked this particular team. To support, but um, I'm going to try. I'll just say I'll take it just because I, I have no clue what the heck I'd be saying with a yeah. You know Van Dyke though. All right, I have this is the last take it or leave it. Then I'll let La get into his questions and fan questions. Take it or leave it. Um, we as football fans, as football fans, are underappreciating the legend that is Sergio Ramos, and yeah, just because. You never really hear his name much, but let's be honest, the dude's an absolute legend. 
Um, yeah. People don't like him um, for whatever reason. I, I'm not sure. I think he rubs people, some people the wrong way, but he's a legend. He is an absolute legend. And he just, he just, he's just one of the, the best defenders of this entire um, generation of defenders. And uh, he's a Real Madrid legend. He's going he's gonna to finish his career there. And everyone who's suggesting that he's going to leave and go to Juventus, um, these social media accounts are p- posting it just ridiculous. He's staying at Real Madrid. Just stop it. Um, but I think I think Real Madrid. Sorry, I think Real Madrid and and Sergio Ramos are a match made in heaven. And he's gonna he's gonna end his career there as one of the. There's a lot of legends there, but at that position, one of the best to ever play there. All right, Danielle, what do you think about Ramos? Do you think we underappreciate him? Yes, um, he's like one of those defenders who just like shows up, does his job, and goes home. I mean, he's he, he's like one of the led going to be one of the legends there. All right, um, Elliot, do we have fan questions this week? No, but I, I'm going to try to think of some. And if you guys want to add some in here, I I kind of forgot to do it. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'll keep moderating tonight, actually. I'll finish it up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, with you guys, with with Roma and Inter Milan, it's not been the best start to the season. What's the one thing you guys both need to turn the season around? Uh, Daniel, you go first. I have hmm. to think about this. I would have to say the one thing that – I've at least personally noticed over the past like three matches is just the way that they've been, how they play on the pitch. Like they look like they're not cohesive enough and they're in certain areas such as the midfield and the defense. They've left, in my opinion, too many gaps open for the opposition to score. Um, So I'm looking for them to like, finally get more composed and really focus on like keeping the uh, opposing team from scoring um, a little bit better just because that is just another thing that has plagued this club for the past few seasons is just their inability to remain composed, especially when they drop points early on and coming back although that against Fiorentina it was like nice to finally see them do that but I need to see that more consistently just because I know what this team has been doing the recently and if they don't change things it'll be quite a while before a title comes across the table yep Mm -hmm. all right so I go now um, let me put it this way. We can't add anything. So I'm going to just tell you what needs to happen for this, this Roma team to be uh, more successful. Um, I think the key here is, is, is going to a two striker formation, whether that means a three, five, two or a different formation. Um, I think they'll probably still keep it back three. Um, but I feel like, if you look at – and obviously Jacko's having – his doing – he's been one of the best strikers in the league in terms of everything else. Just when it comes to finishing, for a goal, it's been an issue. Um, now that we signed um, 
uh, Mayor Moriel from um, from Real Madrid on a two year loan. Um, he's young and quick and athletic. Everything at Jacko is not, but doesn't have the technical touch of Jacko. And I think playing them together in a in a two striking formation is highly likely that they can turn this around and Jekyll will, will be a little bit better in those situations just because he doesn't work that well in that uh, formation. Um, when you look at last season, obviously he had 19 goals, but but his best seasons in Roma have all come from uh, a, a two-striker or a three-striker formation where the obviously we play the 4-3-3 um, when, uh, when Jekyll had 39 goals. And then on top of that, uh, the then the other – the big, the 24-goal season, that was another – um, two striker formation at, at many times, and then you look at the the, the down years. We've, they've always used a one striker formation. So um, adjusting that setup to a two striker formation will give the freedom of um, Jekko to to get to basically play in something he's more comfortable with. And you have the athleticism and pace of of Moriel, who they can feed off each other and and sort of find those moments. Um, and then there's actually there's actually a chance that um, uh, Milik um, will join Roma in January, which will allow us potentially to play Milik and Jekyll together or Milik and Moriel together. But I think just a slight change of the formation will do well. I think the defense is perfect. Uh, I actually think we have the best defense in the league with Smalling, Kambula, Mancini, and Abanez. Um, and the midfield needs to be a little bit better. We're creating a lot of chances. We just have to put them away, and maybe going to a slightly different setup will, will help us do All that. All right. Um, before we go, um, do you guys want to give me your donkey of the week and hero of the week? Um, sure. Uh, donkey of the week goes to um, – did who missed the World Cup? Was it or the Euros? Was Ireland. it Scotland or Ireland? So there's the one who no, lost Israel, Scotland right? Beat Israel. Okay, so Ireland. Okay, okay. So, so I'm going to give it to Ireland. Um, I mean, there's not much to say about that. Um, th- this this should have been. Uh, I don't know. Ireland used to be a much better team. They should be at least being participating in these, these um, competitions, even if they're not winning them. So I would say Ireland, um, you know, should, you know, so there's my donkey. Right, I'll go. My donkey's Michael Bradley just because. <laughs> I don't mind that. He just is. He just because. Worst captain in the history of football. Worst yep. Roma player I've ever. All right, Danielle, who do you have as your donkey of the week? Um, let's see. And after we, I give my donkey, I'm going to um, do my announcement. All right. Okay, my donkey of the week would be... Actually, I really don't have a donkey this week, but I do have a hero. So my hero of the week goes to Arsenal's very own... Mizzou Uzel for being generous enough to pay Gunnar Soros's salary until yeah. things get picked up because that just shows that he has he wants because I mean Gunnar Soros has been a part of that club for so long and if he had ended up having to go I don't think Arsenal would be the same 
So, Mizzoot Oozle, you get my Hero of the Week for showing generosity during rough times like these. So, thank you. Okay. Okay, as everybody knows, I've been bouncing around between international teams since Kingdom Come. So, I mean... There was a lot that went into making my final decision of who's going to be my international squad going forward. I looked at the team's history, the fan base, I of course the kits, because if I'm going to get a kit, i got to look good in it. And basically, this team is a team that doesn't have their own stadium, so they play throughout the different stadiums in the country, which is awesome because that way it makes the team more accessible to fans who may not be able to make it to a country that actually has its own international squad stadium. And they also have ties to other France and Germany, which is also a part of my DNA. So with that being said, I, I am naming Switzerland my international club. All right. Awesome. Enjoy Granite Jacka. Oh, uh, I will. I'm actually planning on getting his top, maybe. I don't know yet. I know. I saw. They were beating Germany today. All right. Um. <laughs> So that's all we have for this show this week. Um, join us next week. Have a good weekend. Um, come on, you Gunners. Um, Forza AC Milan. And uh, yeah, have a great weekend. For, Forza Inter, baby. <laughs> <laughs>